What's up, guys? Chris Havey with you on a brand new episode of Chargers Weekly. One more before we take a break next week for the 4th of July holiday. Friend of the podcast, I feel like we've done this every July <laughs> for the last couple of years. Uh, James Coe, old buddy from NFL Network, doing big things right now. Prime Video, DirecTV, you got your own YouTube page. You got reception, perception. <laughs> you got a podcast tackling dummies. Am I missing anything, James? I mean, listen, man, I'm trying to just keep myself busy, boy. Like, it's just, look, it, it is it is a an off-season, but, you know, just there is no off-season when it comes to the NFL. So I'm enjoying myself. And, and I definitely, no matter what, all these things going down, when my pal Chris Hayward gives me a call and says, hey, will you jump on? I'm jumping on, baby. Let's do it. I love it, man. And and we could go in so many different directions. I was telling you, all, we could go reception, perception, talk about some of these charges, wide receivers. Yeah. I, I want to dig into some of the fantasy stuff, especially with a new coaching staff, a new offensive system. But I just want to start with the Chargers in general, what they did this offseason, bringing in Brandon Staley, whole new coaching staff, Justin Herbert coming off offensive rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, beefing up the offensive line, getting Rashawn Slater in the draft, Asante Samuel Jr. Just what do you make of what the Chargers did as they try to close the gap a little bit in the AFC West with the Chiefs? Well, I mean, I love what they did in the draft. You know, you you add O tackle, um, you know, you add O lineman there, um, and some defense. Uh, you know, and listen. It, it is amazing how much easier it gets when you have a potential superstar quarterback in Justin Herbert. Drafting becomes easier. Free agency becomes easier. There are just so many different things that become a lot easier. And I think the Chargers are now finding that out, right? Like, hey, and listen, nothing against Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers is a legend, you know, borderline Hall of Famer. He's a Chargers Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. One of the all-time great Chargers. But certainly over the last three, four, maybe even five years, um he just he wasn't a dynamic playmaker solid steady rock solid at the quarterback position but he didn't have that upside that ceiling that justin herbert presents you just kind of sort of knew as a as a football fan as a chargers fan philip was going to be good he was going to be solid um but when it came down to shootouts like and you needed buckets he just didn't have that in the arsenal anymore. But that is what Justin Herbert brings to the table. And plus, you pair him with these two great, you know, wide receivers, good wide receiver duo and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. And boy, we're cooking with gas. No question. And we'll get into those two guys. In addition to some of the other weapons that he found last year that were not household names, Jalen Guyton, Tyron uh, Johnson, yeah. Donald right. Parham. These weren't guys that you drafted <laughs> In fantasy last year, but maybe you right. take a flyer in later rounds. Uh, yeah. As far as Justin's concerned, from a fantasy perspective, this guy's coming into his second year. Uh, this New Orleans offense with Joe Lombardi at the helm there. What do you think Justin Herbert's ceiling is from a fantasy perspective? It looks like he's in that kind of QB7, QB9 range, a top 10 quarterback in fantasy in 2021. Oh, there's no question. Uh, I mean, and first of all, the thing about fantasy football with quarterbacks, and, and I'm sure people who you know play a lot of fantasy who watch your show know this, but guys who can move give you an unfair advantage. And Justin Herbert, I'm not saying he's Kyle, Kyler Murray out there, okay? But he'll give you some legs, you know what I mean? So he can he can rush the ball a little bit um, and, and certainly uh, can get outside the pocket. The bottom line is we're talking about a guy that's got, you know, uh, 
you know, 40 touchdown upside. Um, again, going to give you some rushing floors, a lot of passing yards. He's going to be involved. Uh, you know, again, I like what the Chargers did on defense. Plus, they're getting Derwin James back. Let's just, my God, can we just keep our fingers crossed? Can we see a full season of Derwin James? Because that man is an absolute stud. He's a ball player. Um, and I would love to see just a full season of Derwin James. But give me Derwin James with that, you know, uh, uh, revamped defensive look. And um, I know they're going to have a better defense. But when you're playing... <laughs> In the AFC West, boy, you got to score some points, man. Um, and I think they're going to be involved in a lot of shootouts. And I think Justin Herbert uh, can push. You know, what are we talking here? 4,500 yards, 40 touchdowns. Going to give you some yards on the ground as well. Um, I think he's locked and loaded as a top six fantasy quarterback. By the way, that's what he was last year, top six fantasy yeah. quarterback. Once he got the start there in, uh, in week number two. Once he started in week two, from weeks two to 17, he was a top six quarterback. So, again, um, if he's going after, you know, the quarterback six in your league, that's a value. I would overpay for him. Um, I, In my personal opinion, I think he is a, a top five quarterback. I think he actually presents a little bit safer floor than, let's say, like Lamar Jackson, uh, who regressed a little bit as a as a thrower last year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, when you're looking at the best of the best at, at, in the in the NFL – both in real life and in fantasy, I think Herbert is certainly right there, man. He is going to be somewhere in that, you know, top five mix, whether we're talking top five, top seven. Hell, if things break the right way for him and he really takes another leap in his development, who knows? I mean, maybe he's in that, you know, tier of quarterback with, with Mahomes and Josh Allen. By the way, let's just talk about Josh Allen very quickly. I know Josh Allen is like, you know, he's a stud now. He's a superstar. But sure. that wasn't the case going into 2020. There was a lot of question marks, right? So player development, um, player development goes a long way. Offensive scheme fit goes a long way. You know, Josh Allen went from this like primarily ground and pound offense to then all of a sudden just four wide receivers sp uh, spread offense, just throwing the ball all over the yard. And that's what I would like to see with Justin Herbert uh, in this Chargers offense, I'd really like to see them kind of sort of open it up. And I do believe they have the personnel to make that happen. And Justin last year had no offseason program. He was not on the right. grass all offseason. He played right. the second team, the third team wide receivers up until week two. So he had none of that. You go into this year, they further bolster the offensive line, give him more protection. He had to kind of create a lot to, to get the ball out of his hands last year. Right. Hopefully that helps. And then it leads me to Austin Eckler. He only played nine games with Austin. If you look at mm -hmm. all the weapons that the Chargers have, James, they all catch the football, right? Mm -hmm. the, the lead back catches the football right. on Austin Eckler. Josh Kelly and Justin Jackson also catch the football. Uh, we talk about Keenan, Mike, uh, the tight ends, Jared Cook is in the fold now. Uh, that almost kind of further bolsters Justin's case in that, hey, you mentioned he can make plays with his legs. He can score on the ground if you need to. Right. But also, the guys around him, they all catch the football. It's not like they're playing ground and pound. <laughs> That's a very good point. Uh, by the way, I know the team lost Hunter Henry, and we all love Hunter Henry. Um, I, I think Hunter's a, a fabulous player. Uh, but I don't think, from at least from an offensive standpoint, I don't think they lose very much. From I should say from a pass-catching standpoint, I don't think they lose very much going from Hunter Henry uh, to Jared Cook, who I thought was a, it was a very, you know, low key signing by the Chargers um, and something that I think makes a lot of sense um, 
And I thought it was just such a smart move by the Chargers to go and get this veteran um, in Jared Cook. Bottom line is, you mentioned all these pass catchers, and I think, again, you know, with Slater now there at tackle, um, Brian Balaga on the other bookend, that's that's all of a sudden a pretty decent-looking offensive line. Yeah. Um, as it always is with the Chargers, got to stay healthy. You know, it, is there a more snake-bitten franchise? I'm not sure. Uh, but certainly, if this team can stay healthy, and again, big if, given this franchise, um, boy, uh, sky is the limit. Sky is the absolute limit on offense. And again, I just want to see them open up this offense and really toss the ball around. Eckler draws comparisons to guys like Alvin Kamara and Reggie Bush, guys that Joe Lombardi had in in New Orleans. (laughs) A 16-game season out of that guy. I mean, you were on the Austin Eckler train in 2017 when you got the free agent, man. Dude, you were were one of the the first. (laughs) But to to see what he could be when you see – Alvin Kamara and and guys from the past in this New Orleans system, uh, your thoughts on Austin and where you view him from a fantasy perspective in 2021. I'm, I am such a fan of Austin Eckler, both in real life and in fantasy. And as you mentioned, I, I probably was was driving that Eckler train from day one. Um, <laughs> I, I saw that first snap, the first carry he had against the Eagles. I think he took it to the house. Um, and just that, maneuverability the elusiveness uh from him and the pass catching ability was so evident early on um and that's what i loved and that's what i still continue to love about austin eckler by the way one of the hardest working dudes uh you will find always in the weight room always working on his game so you know he's going to come in in phenomenal shape look is he a smaller guy? Yeah, absolutely. But if they can find a way to kind of sort of not make him this, you know, between the tackles guy, just but get him in space, you know, whether that's running, you know, uh, again, whether that's running him in the slot, running him out wide or whatever as a pass catcher. But hell, even on stretch plays, you know, like give him give this man more outside zone carries. Right. Like that's what I want to see. Um, I want to see some, you know, again, stretch the defense out and let this man who's got, you know, legit four, three speed or whatever it is. Just get out there and really stress the defense. That's what I would like to see. Um, last six games of the season, Chris, uh, Austin Eckler, after coming off of IR, Averaged about 90 total yards per game and 6.2 receptions per game. 6.2 receptions per game at the running back position. My guy, that is really, really good. We're talking about a floor of anywhere between 12 to 16 points per game. From the running back spot, that is really good consistency. Now, would we like to see him score the rock more? Of course we would. Just two to- total touchdowns the last six games of the season. Obviously, when you average that out into a 17-game season like we're going to see, not great, you know, not great. Uh, but, again, if this is a high-scoring offense, you want the lead back. Hey, and no disrespect to the backups, but those dudes are backups. You know, Austin Eckler has proven himself to be the absolute stud in that group. And why not Um, give this man the rock, find him some touches, manufacture some touches for Eckler. uh, And in a high scoring offense, when you've got the lead back in a high scoring offense, that's what you want in fantasy. That is why, uh, you know, he's a top 30 selection. Um, Actually, I think he's like a top 20 selection. Um, He's going to be the first charger off the board uh, just because of his position. 
and, and I'm all aboard on that. I, I personally think he has the potential, if he can play all 17 games, um, with that pass-catching role in PPR formats, I really think Eckler has a chance to be a top two or three running back in fantasy wow. if everything breaks right. Yep, I sure do. Joe Lombardi, if Chargers fans have not seen it, uh, we just posted his mic'd up during minicamp. It was fantastic. He had a lot of great one-liners, but he did talk about Austin said, I think he was talking to Drew Brees or Chase Daniel or somebody on the on the field about Austin saying, I'm paraphrasing, but like he, he always had a high opinion of him as a pass catcher. But the way he runs, he runs yeah. much bigger than he is, too. So 100 percent. I'm really I'm fascinated to see how they're going to use him. Uh, let's go to wide receiver. From a fantasy perspective, Keenan Allen, I, I could see the fringe wide receiver one, too, just because mm-hmm. of his touchdown volume. I think he had eight last year, but really he's averaged around six uh, a season. So I get that. What I have a hard time understanding, James, and maybe you can help me with this. I'm seeing Mike Williams, like wide receiver 45, wide receiver going way 50. Late. Going going way late. Really, really late. Uh, Joe Lombardi yeah. said that if he was a betting man, he, he'd bet – some some big numbers for Mike Williams. He's going to play that X position, which Michael Thomas played in New Orleans. We've seen the potential of Mike in different ways. I think one year he had uh, 13 total touchdowns or 12 total touchdowns. The following year, the touchdowns weren't there, but he had a thousand plus yards. Right. I wonder if this all comes together <laughs> in 2021. How do you view Mike Williams this season? Look, I think he's a good player. He has certainly not lived up to the draft billing. You know, top, I think a top 10 pick, top seven pick um, for the Chargers. Um, He was an absolute stud in college, so I don't blame the pick. I'm just saying he hasn't lived up to that draft capital, right? Um, He had uh, 750 yards last year receiving. He had uh, five total touchdowns. It's okay. It's not great. The volume is a little bit dicey too. Um, look, he played essentially he played 14 games. He got hurt really early in one. Um, so I know yeah. it, in the in the logbook it says 15, but really he played played about 14 games. In those 14 games, um, he saw 85 targets. So you know, even if you were to project that out, that's just about a hundred targets in a 16 game slate. Um, and it, the volume is just not there. I, I think they do shot plays with him. You know, he averaged nearly 17 or 16 yards per reception. So obviously they like him deep and that's what he's good at. You know, I don't think he's a great separator. I don't think he's, he's going to play the X in a more old school X receiver way. Um, Michael Thomas is an interesting, you know, I don't know why Joe would bring him up mostly because they just play the position completely different. You know, Um, here's the thing. I, Did you know that uh, Michael Thomas did not see a... I know he only played seven games last year, but he didn't see a single target. Not one. Not a single target of 20-plus air yards last year. Not a one, Chris. Wow. That obviously is very different with how Mike Williams plays this position. Now, um, as we saw with other good, big, strong, athletic kids, they can develop. Is Mike going to do that here um, in 2021, you know, he's been in the league now four years. This is his fifth year in the NFL. Is he going to develop that route running? I, I would probably say not. Um, which is why I think he's probably going later. I, I agree with you. It's probably, he's going too late. Um, I think at the end of the day, we're talking about a guy, by the way, they, I mean, there's no hundred Henry. So the targets I think should increase. Right. Um, but 
I think we're talking about a guy that will see about a hundred targets, probably push, uh, you know, uh, if everything goes right, he'll push 1100 yards. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Uh, and, and you'd love to see him score, you know, somewhere between seven to nine touchdowns. Now, if you're getting that in the 14th round, it's a freaking bargain, right? So yes, he is going too late, but no, I don't see huge upside with Mike. Um, I just think that he's going to be a contributor, a solid rock solid contributor. And if we're talking about fantasy, I think he'll be a perfect an absolutely perfect flex play for you and absolutely should be going before the 14th round should be going before the 12th round, probably in that round 10 range uh, where you're picking a, a, you know, upside flyer guys. I'm, I'm so fascinated by him though, because we, we see these flashes of like, Oh my God, this guy is, I mean, if you, if you see some of these plays, these 40 yard plus yeah. catches and these ridiculous catches to uh, <laughs> get you in field goal range late in the game, let's say uh, we've seen the sample size. It's like putting it together. So I, I am really fascinated to see what this offense could look like for Mike. And if he can do a little bit more than what he's done uh, these past few years, uh, with the deep ball, can he be more of a complete receiver in like the intermediate areas? I, I think that's kind of the question. Right. Um, look, I, I do a lot of work with next gen stats. Um, I'm going to be releasing on my YouTube page, um, a, a bunch of my findings, uh, from the 2020 season and applying them into 2021. Mike Williams, I had graded out, um, as the 22nd best wide receiver on downfield throws. Um, mm-hmm. and there was, you know, a lot to like there, right? Like, um, you know, he, he caught 38%, uh, of the catches that, that were 20 yards downfield. He had an expected catch rate of 30%. So he was above expectation on the catch rate. Um, he was averaging about 30 air yards um, per target. So deep downfield shots always, right? Um, decent with separation, not great with separation, um, but good in tight window situations as well. So look, Mike Williams to me is actually a good player. It's just that the role that he plays does not get a lot of volume in fantasy. But if we're talking real life, Mike is a good player, boy. The guy can ball. He can play. It's just that in fantasy, it's a little bit different because fantasy takes talent level and all those things. And then you apply volume. Um, And I don't think the volume is quite there for Mike because he doesn't he doesn't, his route tree is a little bit limited. Um, so that's kind of what we would like to see. Can he develop, you know, can he do some stuff? Like, can he, can he run slants? Like you talk about Mike Thomas, can, can the guy run some slants, give him some layup throws. If he does that, Chris, he can absolutely take his game to the next level. This Chargers offense is fascinating because we talked about Herbert. We talked about Keenan and Mike and Austin, Justin Herbert spread the ball around so much last year to guys yeah, like did. Donald Parham and Gabe mm-hmm. Neighbors and Jalen Guyton and Tyron Johnson. Outside of the those kind of core guys, is everything else kind of a crapshoot? Is it almost like a wait and see once we get into the season to see who Justin is throwing the ball to? I didn't even mention Joshua Palmer from Tennessee, who they drafted in the third round, who uh, by all indications could be a pretty good player here in the next couple of years. 
Yeah, people really like that kid out of Tennessee. Yeah. Um, I, I I haven't seen enough of him. Uh, full disclosure, it's not like I, I you know like I watch tape on a lot of guys. I haven't gotten around to his yet, um, so I'm not sure what he can bring to the table. But I know a lot of people really like him. Um, now I think from a fantasy perspective, he's off the redraft ro- uh, you know radar because I I think you can probably just he he's. You know, he's a rookie. Uh, he's yeah, going to be battling yeah, yeah. for snaps. He's going to be battling for playing time. Uh, and certainly when you when you have guys like Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen and, and to a degree Mike Williams as well, you throw Jared Cook into the mix of veteran, you know, uh, tight end presence. There's not a lot of meat left on that bone uh, for a rookie wideout to, to really make some noise. Now, yeah. an injury could open the door, certainly. Um, and, and that might be the case. But, you know, again, We'll see in training camp, you know, can, can this kid actually beat out uh, big Mike um, or, or, or can he just be a reliable number three too? You know what I mean? Like, are they going to run a lot of three wide receiver sets? That's what I'm hearing that they will. Uh, but you know, will they do it? We'll see. So I'm, I'm very curious um, to see what their, the preseason offense looks like for the chargers. But yeah, all those other guys, if you're, if you're not Keenan, if you're not Austin Eckler, and if you're not Mike Williams from a fantasy perspective, you're off the radar uh, for now, I think an injury would be required for them to kind of see more volume, at least enough volume to be considered uh, in redraft leagues. DFS, that's different. When we get to DFS, yeah. As we know, that's a weekly decision. So uh, when those decisions come, uh, maybe those guys will certainly be in the mix. But for right now, season long, eh, I don't think you could draft them. James Coke, keep you here for two hours if I really wanted to, man. <laughs> it's, always, it's always great talking with you. Uh, please inform our listeners, our viewers, where they can find you and your work as we get closer to the regular season. Yeah, man, I would just uh, look, I've revamped my YouTube page and I would love for folks to kind of follow me there. Um, I've got a lot of content. I've got two weekly shows, for example, that come out uh, on the YouTube page. Plus, I mix in a couple of, you know, stupid skits that I that I do every now and again. I love the skits. Uh, Thank you, bro. Hey, listen, um, you know, they're award winning skits now. All right. Like if I can pat myself on the back a little bit. okay, like, you know, we, we got some things going on. And my YouTube page will, will be the home uh, to those skits moving forward. So, you know, if you liked them, if you enjoyed them, if you don't like them, hey, listen, we got some hardcore football things on there, too. I'm going to be dropping a bunch of next gen stats related info and content on the page. Would love for people to check it out. By the way, speaking of uh, analytics, next gen stats and all those things, if you are not following reception perception, you're missing out. I'm telling you. I believe in it so much. I invested into into Matt Harmon's business. We're business partners now, um, and proud to say that that I'm working with my friend in Matt Harmon. And that tool, Reception Perception, if you have not seen it before, it is, in my opinion, and in the opinion of a lot of folks, Daniel Jeremiah is a big believer in this. Adam Rank is a big believer in Reception Perception, but it does an unbelievable job in terms of wide receiver evaluations. I think it's the best in the game, uh, and and you know, and you're going to be getting a ton of great content uh, for all the subscribers to Reception Perception. So go to the website, you know, go check them out. Um, and if you've got more questions regarding that, hit me up on Twitter, man. Hit me or Matt Harmon up on Twitter, and we would love to take you through that whole process. But um, I really believe in the project, um, and and I really want people to kind of sort of give it a try. So, yeah, uh, YouTube, uh, James Deco, find me there. 
and receptionperception.com. So yeah, man, I'm, I'm really jacked for this upcoming season, dude. We got a lot of things going on. See, I just teed up the Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Jalen Guyton, Tyron Johnson <laughs> conversation for there reception you perception. Right? Yeah, you want to learn more? We got 25 minutes here, but you can dive into reception perception <laughs> and, and go much deeper into Keenan and Mike and, and all the other Bulls receivers. All those guys, yes. All those dudes. And then uh, we got fantasy in the fall. Yes, yeah, fantasy in the fall, Direct TV. Uh, you're gonna you can catch me every Sunday on Direct TV. Uh, again, and a lot of these you know um, bits and skits and stuff that we've got going on through the season that'll be dropping on YouTube and on Twitter, uh, and then Amazon Prime. Um, uh, you know the show NFL Next is going to be coming back. Uh, I'm a next gen uh, next gen stats analyst for them. Uh, and you'll see a lot of my work over on Amazon Prime. So yeah, man, I, I got a I got a few things working right now, but uh, but I'm really excited uh, about the upcoming season. That's why I got to catch you at the end of June, early July, because <laughs> if it's not if it's not now, it's never going to be. <laughs> I hear you, James, bro. I hear you, James Co. Uh, always appreciate your time, brother, and uh, we'll we'll catch up soon. Wait, wait, hold on. Before we go, before we go, I I would be remiss in saying, um. Uh, and people don't know this about uh, about you know uh, us working together, but I was a big Chris fan um, from day one. I, I really was like I want like Chris was like my like on air like Austin Eckler guy. You know I'm like hey this dude, I'm like this dude, he can do some things now, Chris Harry. Oh. Uh, and and I was um, I was happy actually when you left NFL Network. I really was uh, because even though you were tremendous. Uh, working for us, it wasn't the right spot for you. It wasn't the right time. You know, uh, they had you in a different spot and, and for you to get this opportunity with the chargers and then parlay that into, you know, on air opportunities with CBS LA. Um, it, it's just been, let me just say from a personal standpoint, it has been so fun to see you develop into this, you know, into this guy, man. Um, and, uh, and I've really enjoyed the process watching you kind of from afar, um, and, and, and I think you've been killing it, man. And, uh, and, and nothing but good vibes being sent your way. Cause I, I really, I really believe in what you got going on, man. And, and you're killing it. I appreciate you, man. Way too kind. Um, I, I always look back on those times so fondly, man. We had a, we had a great time doing, we did. doing the fantasy yeah. stuff there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and same goes here, man, from afar watching you. I see you and Helly doing your thing in the fall. I see you and Thank Harvard you, doing your thing online and, you and rank. So, uh, it's all fun, man. This, this community is, is much smaller than you think. Uh, yes. So it's always, it's always <laughs> fun to see our friends doing well, man. Um, right. always love catching up with you. Always appreciate your time and we'll see you in the fall, bud. All right, man. See you. And that's going to do it for us. A big thanks to James Coe for joining me. And of course, thanks to you all for listening. Be sure to download and subscribe to the Chargers podcast network, wherever you get your podcasts, we're now on YouTube. You can watch Chargers Weekly every Thursday on the Chargers official YouTube channel. Have a happy and safe 4th of July. And until next time, I'm Chris Harey.